Welcome to the podcast, Stop Crying Poser. Greatest podcast known to man, as voted by you guys. And Raiden, and Layden, and Zayden, and Caden, and Maiden, and Zayden, and Flayden, and Potaden, and Philomaden, and Philemonyaden. Uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Shout out to Late Bloomer, Ishwave, iBook Boy, Probably Dead, Day Day, Sharky Genie, 23 Blue Dude, Desert Rat, Meatball Head. Appreciate you guys for being here. We do this podcast every single Friday right around 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. It is 4.27 today. We are, what, 57 minutes late, and this time it's all my fault. I try to make excuses for you guys all the time. Like, oh, I couldn't do it because this happened or this unfortunate event happened. Well, I got up early today, like 10 in the morning. I got some editing done, ate some food, fed the dog, hung out for a little bit, and then uh, noon came around. I was like, you know what? I'll take a short nap. I'll take a short nap. That way I won't be tired for the podcast. And then my short nap lasted. I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, man, I hope it's not. I hope it's not like past 2.30. I look at it. It's 3.27. I'm like, well, I'm not going to get this podcast started in three minutes since I'm still in my bed. But we got here. We got here. We've been chatting a little bit on Twitch. Um, yeah, we do this podcast, twitch.tv slash Ninja Lifestyle. You guys should definitely try to watch it live. But if you can't watch it live, don't worry. It comes out on YouTube. We are going to do trivia first, right away. Just because, who knows, maybe some of you guys showed up at 3.30. And you're like, what the hell? And a good reward for that would be... A free Ninja Lifestyle sticker pack mailed directly to the American address of your choosing. I just say that. The reason I phrase it like that is because with my luck, someone from Germany is going to win. And then I got to spend $15 to try to figure out shipping for these things all the way to Germany. Anyways, the trivia question today is, what is the most popular type of wine... Wait a minute. Meatball Head says my wine. Day Day says Cabernet Sauvignon. iBook Boy says Merlot. Ish says Fireball. 23 says Cabernet Sauvignon. Late Bloomer says Toilet. And then we got Hooch, Cabernet, Steel Reserve, Chardonnay. Okay, according to this website, oh God, a pop-up. It's Cabernet Sauvignon with uh, 700 and whatever thousand acres. I don't know. If we... If one of you guys finds out that I was wrong, I'll figure that out later. But as of right now, Day Day is the winner. What a failed, what a failed trivia question. I typed in what is the most popular wine, and I started to read the answer, and the answer just said, "Oh, it's one of our most popular wines." So Google let me down. If uh, if I end up being incorrect, you guys can send me an article with the correct one. I can go back and check the chat room and figure out who really deserved to win. This podcast is off to a Real dumpster fire of a start, but that's okay. Let's uh, let's keep let's keep with the theme of doing things out of order. I'm going to talk to you guys about a show, a movie I watched last night on Netflix called Poisoned. It's uh, it's like a documentary, but it's it's like it's a movie, right? It's not a series. It's just like maybe one and a half hours of explaining where all these foodborne illnesses come from and how common they are for outbreaks of E. coli and salmonella and all this other shit and how 
awful it is if you get one of these diseases really badly. It's not like, oh, I had diarrhea for a day. It's like, oh, well, 26 people died last year. And you're like, whoa, wait, this shit's killing people? And then I think about my practices. Like every once in a while, maybe I don't get the the chicken cooked all the way through. You know, maybe every once in a while, I, you know, I, I, I'm a little close to the line. I don't make hamburgers anymore, but now I tell you what, from the future, from me going from now until the end of forever, I will be cooking my hamburgers to like more than I usually would. Let's, let's say medium. Well, I know some of you guys are like super well done. I I don't know. Listen, if it comes down to like eating a well done steak and then maybe getting E. Coli, I'm going to take my chances with E. Coli. That's just me. But I am going to rethink uh, the way I eat food. And that's pretty powerful for a Netflix documentary to to make you rethink how you're going to eat food. I mean, so the one thing I'm actually going to change, jokes aside, is I'm never, I'm going to try to never buy uh, bagged greens anymore or like uh, boxed lettuce. I'm always going to buy lettuce now in the in the ball, lettuce ball, because at least when I take it apart, I know that all of the lettuce from this salad came from one ball of lettuce. What do you call it? A head? One head of lettuce. As opposed to getting a mixed bag, there could be a hundred pieces of of lettuce in there from a hundred different lettuces, and all it takes is one of those lettuces to be infected, and then I'm fucked. And this is coming from someone, me, I feel like I've had food poisoning a lot of times in my life. Highly recommended you guys to check out the uh, Netflix show Poisoned. It's it's also funny. They get the uh, the leader of the FDA and the USDA, and then they get the leader of Purdue, like the number one chicken manufacturer in the world. And I think they tricked these guys into an into an interview because these guys these guys sit down for this interview. They have no idea that the people asking the questions are gonna just just smash them off the road, right? They're like, uh, so what do you think about when your company uh, killed people uh, in March, in April, in May, in June. What do you think of all these big outbreaks? And the guy's like, well, those are unfortunate, but I think we do a good job keeping you know, our food safe. And then they're like, like, yeah, well, here's a picture of some dead kid. And you can tell these guys are just, they don't know that these, these backhanded questions are coming. And then they get these people that work for the government. They're like, oh, what about this outbreak and then both of the guys in the fda and usda are just like well i don't think that was my jurisdiction that was that was probably for that guy to figure out anyways uh i guess also in america there's no like regulation that food should not have e coli i guess there was a court case back in the day that decided it's the consumer's responsibility to cook out the e coli it's not the the food manufacturers, like it's not, it's not their fault, and they have no duty to make the chicken clean. They have no duty to make the the lettuce clean. It's your duty, and then and then you're like, wait a minute, bitch, I don't be cooking lettuce. No one cooks lettuce. You kind of do, but you, maybe in like a hamburger, like you put a hot, you put lettuce on top of a hot piece of ground beef. Anyways, really interesting. 
documentary. I uh, I enjoyed it. Last weekend, I watched one of my favorite fighters to watch fight, Derek Lewis. I know a lot of you guys aren't fight fans. We're not going to stay on this topic very long. Let me start by saying Derek Lewis is a 265-pound black man. Big, strong, beefy dude. And uh, surprisingly athletic. For uh, you know, he doesn't look like a bodybuilder. He doesn't look like a like a superhero. He kind of just looks like he kind of looks like he works on like an oil field or fucking works on cars or something. He's gonna change your oil, right? Anyways, this guy starts his fight, starts running, leaps into the air, does a flying leaping knee to his opponent, which doesn't happen. It doesn't happen when you're 265 pounds. That's a move for like the 125 pounders. The little guys do these jumping, spinning moves. Maybe maybe all the way up to like 155ers. But you definitely don't get somebody at, at heavyweight at 265 leaping through the air, throwing these knees. And he got one, and it connected. And he, it, was, it began the fight-ending sequence. So I think the fight in total was probably like 30 seconds long. He gets up, takes his pants off, so he still has his underwear on, takes his fighting pants off, takes out his cup, throws his cup, which was right next to his balls and dick, throws that into the crowd, throws his gloves into the crowd, throws his pants into the crowd, <laughs> and then just starts like like celebrating. And then uh and then the interview, the interview is even equally funny, you know. He's like He's like, This is my last contract, I'm glad I win. But uh, if the UFC doesn't want to hire me anymore, it is what it is. So he's basically making himself even more valuable. Not only ending his contract on a win, but also ending his contract on like a comedy performance. And then they gave him the mic and he's like, he's like, I see you took your pants off again. He's like, he's like, you know, my balls was hot. (laughs) You know, my balls was hot. Like, okay, yeah. I, I knew. I knew your balls were hot. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I knew your balls were hot. Oh, if you guys haven't seen the highlight of that, we'll actually watch it after the podcast. But if you guys haven't seen it, go on. Just type in, like, Derek Lewis Reddit. And I'm sure you can find a quick, uh, a quick short video, maybe a mirror or something. Let's talk about... We've talked about this before. And I don't want to call anybody out. I don't want anybody to unsubscribe. I don't want anyone to unfollow. But I have an issue. Uh, dumb kids' names. You know when you name a kid something dumb? Layden, Zayden, Raiden, Flayden, Maiden, Gladen, Jaden, Flayden, Zayden, Flayden, Aiden, Baden, Caden, Dayden. You know, things like that. When you name your kid that dumb shit, um, I guess, I guess you, two things. Number one, that kid's going to be 30 years old one day. And nobody wants to fucking be friends with a 30-year-old named Zayden or Bladen. You know, it's just weird. Second off, I wonder. Because I'm not the first one to make this joke. It's a very common joke, right? The Aidens are like a really common name to make fun of. My question is, if you've named your kid something stupid like this, and then you hear a comedian make fun of those names, those exact names... And then you hear this for years and years and years because the joke's never gone away and it's not going away. Those people must get either either embarrassed or they double down on like, fuck that guy, dude. That, it's not funny. It's not funny. First off, 
there in my entire like in my entire childhood i didn't have any aiden friends no aiden no bladen no raiden no zayden no clayden no no flambaden none of this okay it was regular like mark james steve nick dustin you know like i don't know fairly normal names now i bet i bet i wish there was a teacher in the chat room right now if there was a teacher in the chat room they'd be like oh yeah like uh it all started in uh 1998 uh you know the year previous i only had three aidens and now i have uh, about 50 percent of my class is named aiden and you're like oh out of nowhere first off okay give me at least at least when black people make up a name it's a name that's never existed before all right it's a name that's never there is no two black people named named j quanito like and then there's an apostrophe it ends with an isha like at least they're all different they're all different names white people went straight to aiden and they just said pick pick the first two letters and then go with aiden and it and they're gonna say well you know like even if here's what it is <laughs> if there's two kids named mark you're like oh like maybe maybe it was named after a grandfather maybe it was like religion maybe you're like man my first son was named john and the next one was luke and then there was mark and then my third son with different different baby's father was named jesus after jesus then the, the, another family it's all aidens Aiden, Baden, Caden, Layden, Zayden, Jane. And uh, I just wonder if the parents, if at some point they ever go, fuck, did I, I, did I have to do that? Did I have to do that? I also feel like it's a weird thing of like narcissism too. Parents are like, they want the excitement of telling you that they named their kid something weird. It's not about the kid having, like it's never been about the kid not getting his ass beat for his entire childhood. It's mostly about showing up to like, whole foods and, and telling the cashier about your son raiden has such good grades in math and it's like oh Ra raiden from like mortal Kombat. no i i just i just like this the sun the sunshine the sunshine's rays on me i, I love sunny sun rays and then uh i just felt like it went with aiden i spelled it r-a-y-d-e-n oh, oh ray raiden not r-a okay ray raiden okay Oh, what's the last name? It's Raiden Johnny Cage. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> my name is Ray, and I got porked in the den. I just think it's so weird. And it's, you know, I'm at that age now where every year one of my friends has kids, and they're still naming their kids these dumb fucking names, and I, I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things. I think it's it's like having, like, a tribal tattoo or, like, barbed wire. It's one of those things where it's, like, when you get it, you're like, oh, well, that was fucking cool, man. But then 10 years later, you're like, mm, now I got this barbed wire on my on my bicep. Now I got this tribal tattoo that means nothing. And it's like, well, you now your kid's 10 years old and he's stuck with this fuck-ass name. Whatever. I was just curious if anyone in the chat room had a friend or, like, knew of a friend that did this and, like, later admitted. Like, after a few beers, they're like, listen, man, I... I've been bottled. I've been bottling this up for five years. I really wish I would have named my kid something different. <laughs> Do you think that conversation happens, like behind closed doors? I can't wait for the day that I'm just, 
I'm in the kitchen somewhere, all drunk after a long night out. Or just like, oh, okay, man. Like, uh, I got to tell you this. I really regret my son's name. <laughs> That's got to be happening behind the, the closed doors. Also, speaking of school, we talked about this on the stream the other day. Do you guys remember in middle school and in high school what I have now coined as the ability to voluntarily black out without drugs or alcohol? I feel like it's just something built inside kids, like like a defense mechanism. I remember I could be in a classroom and the class would be so boring that I could just be sitting there and I could just think about like cartoons or something. And then I would just be out of it. And I would, I would literally, like, my body would leave the classroom. Like, my soul would leave the classroom. My body would still be there. And it would be, like, acting like it's paying attention. You know, I'd be, like, scribbling. I'd be, like, scribbling on the page, like, pretending I'm writing notes. But my soul would be out skateboarding somewhere or, or watching cartoons. And then right before the class ended, my soul would come back into my body. And I'd go, oh. And I'd go, oh, thank God. <laughs> wow, it's over? Cla this class is over? I just had a big imagination about skateboarding this whole fucking day. I didn't have to. I didn't have to do any any work today. It's great. But then, then I wonder. Some of that has transferred over because now the only time I voluntarily black out is when I'm driving a long way, and that's that feels dangerous. I'll get in the car. I'll be driving, and I'll just wake up and I'll be I'll be where I'm going. And I'm like, what? Like, why just black? How many red lights did I just run? <laughs> How many stop signs did I just blow through? I was like, I I know I wasn't paying attention. Like in school, in school it's all good. Driving, it's like you have this this moment of shame where you're like, holy fuck. And uh, I used to drive on the freeway a lot. Now I don't, you know, since I don't have a regular nine to five job, I don't drive on the freeway that much at all. But I used to do it <laughs> on the freeway, and it, instead of waking up being like, oh, I'm here already, I'd look down and be like, oh fuck, I'm going ninety miles per hour. Holy shit, chill. Relax. 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 There's no there's no rush. You know, you're you're on time. Little shit like that. I wish though I wish I could voluntarily black out like today. Not not today. I mean I mean like in my current life, right? I wish I could be at the DMV like registering my car or something and voluntarily black out, but I can't. I have to worry about eight people coughing on me or like or like at the airport. I'm waiting in line for them to ch check my bag or whatever, and uh, again, also weird. I'm still I'm still getting coughed at. Pretty much everywhere where I wish I could black out, I'm currently getting coughed at. Uh, I've never taken like a long bus ride, like between states, but that'd be a good time to black out. Like, oh, I'm on a long bus ride, but then again, probably someone would be coughing on you. I feel like the bus is a cough zone, so. I don't know, just wondering if any of you guys have these voluntary blackouts. And if maybe there's another term for it. I just I just decided that that was going to be the term. But there's been a lot of times lately where I'm just like, man, fuck, dude, I have nothing to do. I uh, wish I could just stare at the wall and just escape. It's like you're like lucid dreaming while awake. That's the stuff, man. I'm sure you guys remember. I'm sure you guys remember the voluntary blackout. I would do it filling out homework, too. I don't know how you guys filled out homework. I never, I never had like a desk. I always, <clears throat> I always sat on my knees and then sucked dick to get a good grade in school. No, I would always sit on my knees and I would do my homework on my bed. 
and I would be doing the homework, and I would like lean on my shoulder or like my elbow, and I'd start to be doing homework, and then I would just be like zone out. An hour would go by, and I'm like, oh fuck, I just sat here, I did nothing for an hour. Or I would, you know, what it would also happen while I was reading. Now this, I still, I still struggle with this. This is why I can't read. I will try to read something, and then my mind will 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 leave me, but my eyes will keep following the letters. So I'll, I'll keep I'll my eyes will keep going. Bing, 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 bing. Then I'll go to turn the page, and I'll go, oh fuck, I haven't read any of this. I just I looked at each word, but I didn't like say the word in my mind. I just I I just looked at it as my mind thought of something else. So. Uh, Another reason why I can't fucking read. I'm describing ADHD. I've, okay, here's my thing. Maybe everyone has that. What if everyone has that? What if we all have ADHD? You guys are telling me when you read a book, like, that's never happened? I bet, I don't know. I, I've never lived in your guys' bodies. But I have a feeling, like, we, we all, we're, we're, we're all relating to this, right? The driving and the blacking out in school and the, and the not being able to read. Am I the? I can't be the only one. I, you know what? I don't even want to talk about this anymore. You guys are gonna make me fucking annoyed. Uh, so another thing. Thanks to the stream, I have discovered zucchini, and although it took a lot of grease to get that thing in my ass, it was, it was delicious. I'm kidding. I did not shove a zucchini in my ass, uh, yet. Uh, I never cooked zucchini. I've only had zucchini as like. On top of like uh, like pasta, like some Italian dishes. I've never bought a zucchini. Uh, I've successfully eaten zucchini twice now. And I still have a little bit left. This morning I had a zucchini omelet, kind of. Actually, I had like a zucchini omelet burrito kind of thing. And then uh, a couple days ago, I had zucchini with chicken and, and mashed potatoes and E. coli and salmonella. And I, I'm a big fan of the zucchini. And if... If it happens to be healthy for me, I still haven't looked it up, but if it's healthy, then I'm going to be buying a zucchini every week for the rest of my life because it tastes pretty good. I just throw some garlic on there. Boom, it's done. Garlic and then some spices. It's good to go. Also, oh, I forgot to even write this down. I bought something called molden salt. What is that? Well, it's when you take salt and you make it twice as expensive and no one knows why. I don't know why. I tasted it today. It tasted like salt. What's the difference? Chefs use it on steaks, I guess, but I bought some. I also got some badass uh, pepper grinder today. I'm wondering if I can put uh, I'm wondering if I can put the the molden salt into the, the the pepper grinder. Maybe it'll just make it thinner or maybe maybe the purpose of the salt being so fat and and shaped like a square, whatever. Maybe it, I'll, I'll give you guys an update next week. When I master the art of the molden salt, uh, if you guys have never heard of it, we can look up what it is after the stream. I don't, I don't know why it's better. People say it's better salt. I was on the fence. I was like, well, I wanna, I wanna step up my salt game. Should I get pink Himalayan salt? Should I get molden salt? Should I get smoked salt? I already have like Carolina Reaper salt, which I guess is where you just put salt in with Reapers and then fuck shake them up and then you sell it. Some bullshit like that. So I got that. But, um, whatever. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated with the zucchinis and the salts. Can we talk about skateboarding a little bit, real quick? I know you guys, a lot of you guys really prefer the skateboarding topics. And I have one, I have two topics, one of which we might butt heads about. 
but it's also going to get me a lot of views on YouTube for my second channel, Steve Hates Skating, and I'm um, pretty excited about that. Classic nose grind versus overcrook. This has been long debated, and uh, I'm looking forward to exploiting that on YouTube because there's this... Okay, let me explain this for the non-skaters. A nose grind is when you balance on two wheels while you're grinding a ledge, right? An overcrook is when you balance on two wheels while grinding a ledge. Like, okay, well, the same definition. What's the difference? Well, let me show you with a tech deck. I know some of you guys are only listening to the audio version. This, this would be a nose grind. This would be an overcrook. Is there a big difference? A slight angle. A slight angle is the difference. Now, a lot of people would claim that that difference doesn't matter unless the rail is behind you. What a weird, obscure rule to make. It's only a trick if the rail's behind you. If the rail's in front of you, it's not a trick. Okay, here's the thing. I, uh, I saw one of these skating meme pages and I write on there, I write on there, well, if you can only do one version of it, then sure, you would want that trick to only have one name. But some skateboarders are talented enough to do both versions of the trick. For those skateboarders, you know, those heroes, those lone heroes out there who are strong enough and skilled enough to do both tricks, those people, they, they will prefer to have two names for each trick. And what we're going to end up doing uh, probably early next week for the Steve Hate Skating channel, I'm going to do a video where on my flat bar, or maybe on a flat bar at the skate park, I'll do a straight on, perfectly straight on nose grind, and then I'll be like, oh, see, that was a nose grind. Then I'll do a perfectly, a perfectly crooked overcrook, and I'll be like, see, that was an overcrook. And then I'll show them side by side, and I'll be like, look at me, I'm doing two different tricks. And then I'm gonna go on this whole rant about, now, some of you can't do the nose grind. Some of you can only do the overcrook, especially the, the skinnier the rail gets. But as I always tell you guys, I always give away the secrets. It's going to just be, it's basically just going to be like big bait. It's going to be bait for the internet to, uh, to like complain at each other. You know, it's going to start a big fight. And even though I know that I'm kind of in the wrong, when you, when you take, like when, when you stand by something wrong on purpose, just to watch people like react, I, I feel like that's one of the more fun positions to be in on YouTube. I guess like it kind of is the definition of trolling. I don't like to. It kind of sounds lame if I'm like, yeah, I'm online trolling. It's for me like the act of trolling someone kind of seems like a like a something a ten year old would do, but I'm kind of doing the same thing. I'm kind of acting like a ten year old. I'm going on there, you know. It's uh. So Braille did something back in the day. They purposely spelled a word wrong, and they did this a couple different times. They would they would upload a YouTube video and they would purposely spell a word wrong in the in the title of the video. Why would they do that? Well, because all of the fucking people that follow Braille, you know, they're they're that style of person to where if they can if they can correct somebody or if they can tell you you're wrong or if they can help you learn how to spell, they're going to comment. You spelled the word, you spelled kickflip wrong. You spelled kickflip wrong. And then you get the other ones. Ha, idiot, doesn't even know how to spell kickflip. A dumbass, can't even spell kickflip. And then you'll get the other guys. What the heck is a kickflip? 
LOL. What do you mean by kick flop? I've never heard of that trick. LOL. And they all have their own little version of trying to either belittle you or help you or 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 highlight their own comedy. And you give all these people like like a voice, and then next thing you know, you have three times the amount of comments that you would have had. So that's sort of the that's sort of the motivation here. I'm gonna say that nose grind and overcook are two different tricks, and most of skateboarding would disagree with me. But I'm gonna do this long video and explain it in in great detail just to bait people to talk. And I feel like no no one's ever gonna appreciate my genius, but we're gonna try and do it. And just like we did with the uh, the crook bonk. I try to do videos like that. I try to do those videos in like one take, you know, or like one, or try and do big, long, continuous scenes so that people can't be like, oh, you fucking, you sat there all day and did that. I'm like, no, I didn't, bro. <laughs> I'm just correct. That's going to be the, <laughs> like, uh, my perspective. Like, first off, I didn't, it doesn't take me all day to do these two tricks. You want to know why? Because I can do them both. I know that no one else on YouTube has ever been able to do both. But that's why my opinion matters. So it's going to be it's going to be great. I'm going to be playing like I'm going to be playing the part of like super stuck up core skateboarder. It's going to be great. Anyways, I watched uh, Ryan Sheckler's new part called Lifer and I saw a lot of people in the comments saying that they thought it would be <laughs> like skater of the year worthy. And, uh, long story short, it's not half of the part is just, uh, it's just tricks up step ups. And you say, well, what is a step up? A step up would be like a ramp where you then need to jump over something or onto something. So he finds all these spots that are just natural ramps. And for the one trick that we watched the other day, he had to like, okay, okay. how do I begin a street spot to me as aesthetic the street spots are aesthetic because when you get to a street spot, it is what it is, okay? It's a handrail. It's only backside. It has a kink at the end. There's a crack at the beginning, right? And you have to take this street spot and find a trick that you can do that fits this spot. When you start doing things like bringing your own ramp to the spot or tearing down structures in, in order to skate the spot or cutting a fence open so that now there's a spot that exists now you're doing you're 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 venturing on like that steve barris shit where you're building spots to skate you're kind of skating a, a skate park and also it you're no longer on the same playing field as everyone else right so a good example would be nigel's grind up across and down right he built a little a really well-made little concrete ramp so that he could go off a ramp, skate up this rail, across this rail, and down this rail. And I don't know what happened to that ramp, but I would imagine that either he or the parking lot security or whatever eventually broke the ramp. So now, anyone who skates that spot from now until forever, they don't have that ramp. So it was Nigel's own personal skate park ramp that no one's allowed to skate except him. And I get that vibe a lot from the Ryan Sheckler part. And a lot of people are going to be mad, you know, comparing Sheckler to Nyjah and then Nyjah to Steve Barra. But that's just the way the logic goes. You know, you're building your own fucking spots. 
Um, part of the reason why I think like the Richie Jackson stuff is kind of corny is because it's it's prop skating. You're bringing up you're bringing a lot of your own props. But at least in his defense, that's the whole point of his skating. You know, he's not gonna go to fucking Hollywood Twelve and jump down the rail. He's gonna bring a cardboard box and a surfboard and slide down it doing a firecracker or something. You know, so that's just his style, anyways. But when we're talking about skater of the year, it's not about having little little niche, little fancy. You know what I mean? Like you, you gotta you gotta beat the competition, in my opinion. Like I don't choose right. You gotta beat the competition. I'm just not really uh not really a fan. And as far as the step ups, it got really repetitive, right? We didn't get what what I look for in a video part, which I've talked to you guys a lot about this in Ninja Review. I like variety. I like death defying shit. I like big drops, big big stairs, big rails, and then throw in some tech shit. Couple of manuals here, a little bit of stuff here. Maybe you skate some transition kind of spot. I like when people can really mix it up. And I think that also kind of goes back to why I like competition skating so much is because if you're a competition skater, you kind of can't be one-dimensional. You can't only be good. Um, let's use Chris Jocelyn as an example. You know, He's probably one of the best big jumpers out there. Or even Jaws, one of the best big jumpers out there. Huge tray flips, huge kick flips, huge melons. <laughs> melons. You know, it does all these huge stuff, but that doesn't apply to Street League because there's a whole section called Best Trick where you're going to have to probably skate a rail. You're probably going to have to skate a hubba. You can't spend every one of your... You can't do every one of your frontside flip, hard flip, tray flip. Eventually, you're going to run out of tricks to do if you want to get a full score without mixing it up. So I feel like in that regard, Sheckler kind of uh, kind of lacked. You guys can watch the part for yourself. Uh, the, only, the only reason I felt like bringing this up is not because Sheckler came out with a part. It's because so many people just kind of bought it. And when I feel like I'm in the minority, when I feel like everyone goes, whoa, the Sheckler part is fucking insane, dude. 10 out of 10, skater of the year. And then I'm and I'm the one going, well, he was pretty one-dimensional. And everyone's like, no, you're, you're wrong. You're stupid. That's when I'm like, wait a minute. This has to be talked about. We have to, we have to use our words. Okay, that's another thing that skaters don't like to do. We have to use our words. Go ask a skater why the VX1000 is the best camera ever. They're going to they're gonna try and tell you, it just feels better. Yeah, but like what statistically, like what makes it good at, at being a camera t- in today's day and age? It just, the, just the feeling. No, like what statistic, what specifications of that camera make it good for skateboarding? It's square, so you, you're actually more likely to crop out the, uh, the skater's head or arms. So that makes it worse. It's bad in low light. That makes it worse. When you put it on YouTube or, or digital, it gets pixelated. So that makes it worse. What is redeeming about this camera at all? Name one hard evidence thing. It's the feeling. Okay. Okay. So, so when I go to Best Buy and I want to buy a camera, is there? Is, can, do I, can I buy one that has good feeling, or do I have to go buy things like like megapixels and fucking you know like resolution? Can can I get a which which one of these cameras at uh, at Best Buy? Which one has the the best like is the best? Highest rated on feeling. They would look at you, they'd be like, fuck, bro, are you on drugs? I'm like, no, I'm just a stupid skateboarder. So, again, you know, any logical conversation with skateboarders kind of gets almost impossible. <laughs> so, so, this argument about Sheckler is never going to be healed. We're never going to know. 
Paul Miranda says it's just like vinyl. It's the warmth of the sound that makes it better. Oh my god, I've I've heard enough. I have heard enough. Anyways, that's the whole podcast. That's all I got. I feel like we got off to a really slow start today, but we finished. We finished pretty strong. And I appreciate you guys for being here. Go ahead and give me a hell yeah in the chat so I can shout out everybody who tuned in later. Also, if you missed the beginning of the podcast, a repeat of this podcast will be online on Sunday on Podbean, on iTunes, on YouTube, on Spotify, on everything. You guys can check that out. Tell a friend about the podcast. Also, since the podcast is over, I would like to thank Mystic Parisian for subscribing. I... I'm sure I, I'm going to edit this part out, but they kept writing in the chat like, notice me, notice me. This guy doesn't even thank his subscribers. Okay, I don't thank my subscribers because I have this podcast sort of rule that I don't talk too much to the chat because if you're listening to the podcast, you don't really have an understanding of what, what we're talking about. I have this alert that says, alert system is disabled. Anyone who donates, cheers, subscribes, or follows will be announced at the end of the podcast. All trolls permanently banned during live recording. So, <laughs> thank you for your subscribe. Although, they already wrote, like, I'm never coming back. <laughs> They've already wrote, well, fuck this guy. He doesn't even pay attention to me. Listen, I pay attention to everybody. Sometimes, sometimes we just have, we have a plan, right? We're on episode, what, 200 and something of this podcast? I want to keep the consistency going. Shout out to Sharky Genie, Kurt Smooth, Paul Miranda, Guy Josiah Book Boy, Desert Rat, Probably deaded. Probably day-day. W stems. Appreciate you guys all being here. We do this podcast every single Friday right around 3.30 p.m. Pacific time right here on twitch.tv slash Ninja Lifestyle. And that's all I got. So as I always say, don't drink too much and don't drink too little. If Derek Lewis's real name was Raiden Lewis, he would have overdosed before ever getting into the UFC. Fact.